advice. It's Cut to the Chase with Laura Curran. Welcome back on this Father's Day to Cut to the Chase. So China, big in the news, uh, seems like for a very long time now. Uh, we have an expert by the name of Michael Pillsbury. He's the Heritage Foundation Senior Fellow for China Strategy. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you, Laura. So I just want to give the listeners a sense of your depth of expertise. You've written three books on Chinese foreign policy and Sino-American relations. You have a Ph.D. from Columbia in China studies. You've served in the Reagan and Elder Bush administrations. Uh, But many Democrats also look to your work for guidance. (laughs) And uh, so I just want to thank you very much for joining us. It's a very confusing topic and become incredibly political. Thank you, Laura. I've been reading about you and how you were the first woman county executive of Nassau County. That's right. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. So before we get into the meat of it, uh, we know that this Tony Blinken, Antony Blinken visit was postponed because of the infamous spy balloon. We all have that uh, seared in our retinas, that white balloon floating in the blue sky. Uh, And and Blinken was supposed to go then. Obviously, that wouldn't have been smart. Uh, Today... President Biden said he believes that this balloon was, quote, more embarrassing than it was intentional, end quote, on the part of the Chinese. What do you make of that? What do you think he is trying to say there? Well, President Biden expanded his view in the next few sentences. Mm. Uh, He said the Chinese leaders did not know about the balloon and they did not know what the balloon is doing. Huh. So this this is really quite impressive that President Biden can read the mind of Xi Jinping, right? <laughs> and know and know what he knows or does not know. <laughs> is he just trying to be polite, perhaps, I, on the I, eve I of the visit? Do I do not. I do not claim to be able to read Xi Jinping's mind, yeah. and I very much doubt that he was totally ignorant of the balloon program. Now, this one particular flight, maybe he didn't know about, but we have a very famous story of President Eisenhower. Uh, when the U-2 was shot down by the Russians and Francis Gary Powers didn't take the poison pill. Mm. And Eisenhower said, oh, this is a weather flight that was lost. But the records later on declassified showed that President Eisenhower had to approve each U-2 flight before it went over the Soviet Union. Oh, wow. So, he, But he put out the cover story that this is a weather plane that's off course. I think the records show in several books including Gary Powers' own memoir, he was supposed to take the poison pill and not survive. Mm. So the American White House could announce this without fear of him showing up. But then he did show up. (laughs) So something similar is going on now with the Chinese spy balloon, whether Xi Jinping knew or not. If he knew, then Secretary Blinken should not be making this trip. That's That's the logic of it. Unless he can pull a rabbit out of a hat and really have a breakthrough with China. And the, the number one issue right now is the fentanyl precursors Yes, that China could help stop. The number two issue is these exercises uh, around Taiwan by nuclear-equipped bombers and Chinese naval ships. They're challenging our ships by cutting across right in front of a destroyer last week. So there's a long list of things China could, uh, what shall I say, concede or mm-hmm. agree to in a mm-hmm. communique Tomorrow. Right now, of course, it's 5 a.m. in Beijing. They're just getting ready for the first day of talks. So this communique will be quite important. And they already announced from Beijing just a few hours ago that Secretary Blinken invited his counterpart, uh, Foreign Minister Chin Gong, to come to Washington. And Chin Gong accepted. 
Hmm. Now, this is interesting to me because Chin Gong is fluent in English. She was the ambassador here for two years, just, just recently. And he knows all about the House Republicans and how they're trying to draft legislation to hurt China. That's right. But he he wants to head that off. He wants to make sure that the Congress continues to be, I hate to say the word, lazy and complacent about China. So what China hopes to get out of this, I think, is the the image that things aren't that bad. So don't enact legislation blocking investment with China. Don't raise tariffs. You know, don't sanction us in any way. That's what's at stake for China. What's at stake for us is probably an election issue, Republicans versus Democrats, on whether China is a threat or not. And that seems to be quite the debate that's going on. (laughs) Do you think that there is any possibility for the Republicans and the Democrats, you know, behind closed doors, there is always political theater to have some common ground about what our approach should be? Are those conversations going on right now? Yeah, they've just begun. They've just begun recently. Uh, two key players are, by coincidence, are Indian Americans. Hmm. Um, one is Raja Krishnamuri yep. from Illinois, uh, who I first met in Delhi, actually, at an international conference. Wow. The other is Ro. The other is Ro Khanna from Silicon Valley. Yeah. They're in the case of uh, Raja. He's the ranking Democrat on this new China Select Committee. Yeah. And he's already indicated several times in hearings that he supports the overall effort. So, yes, there is hope for bipartisanship. This is what the Chinese are, are afraid of, that they're provoking a reaction in Washington that hasn't really happened so far. They would rather they us be quite, divided and arguing about it. Absolutely. They'd rather have us be paralyzed by accusing each other of being a crime family or you, you pick the charge. Um and I, I think what Beijing hopes to do by Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll know when this communique comes, if there is a communique at all, yeah, yeah. we'll know if they're going to succeed in and, telling the Congress to go back to sleep. And on the Republican side, are there folks who are just as engaged as Rajna Krishnamurthy and, and Ro Khanna and having real conversations, not just theater, theatrical conversations about this? Unfortunately, less so. Hmm. The House Republican chair chairman, I call them the three Mikes or the four Mikes, <laughs> Mike Rogers, Mike Turner, Mike McCall, and Mike Gallagher. They are really busy going on Fox News mm. almost every day, introducing bills that have no support, like one or two members support it. And same thing on the Senate side with Tom Cotton, Marco Rubio. They introduce bills, go on Fox News the same day as if this makes a big difference, and then the bill goes nowhere. So Republicans are really benefiting from just talking about the China threat on TV, but not doing anything about it. Yeah. It seems like the, the, the Democrats are the ones who wanted to get, actually get action done. Well, according to The New York Times yesterday, Republican Congress people, quote, excoriated Blinken for Blinken for even traveling to China, uh, saying, you know, you know, someone wants to subpoena him. He's trying to normalize relations. He's undermining national right. security. Do you think this visit is a good idea? Uh, it's a good idea only if there's been preparation for some kind of rabbit out of the hat. Yeah. If we end right. up with no communique and no progress by, on Tuesday, our time, that will mean this was a disaster that instead of increasing the leverage on China to do the right thing in so many issues, we've got a Heritage Foundation report that lays out a hundred issues we have with China. 
if no progress is made at all. Hello, you're back. That was a strange noise there. I hope it's not. I hope it's not the Chinese. All right, we're looking. We got Kevin on. Michael, are you there? Okay, we're going to call Michael back. We're going to actually, you know what? We don't need to go to a break. I'll just uh, because there's something I want to get his thoughts on when we get him back. Uh, If you've seen the Wall Street Journal online this morning, they published this really interesting article. uh, How it's being portrayed by Chinese officials, by Chinese media and by, you know, a lot of China experts that it's the U.S. that's eager to meet. But behind the scenes, the journal says it's the Chinese who are really the eager ones. Uh, But they don't want to make it look like that. They don't want to look too desperate. They want to make it look like, no, we don't really want to. But actually, they really do. But they have to make it look to their public like they are being reluctant, that they're sort of being dragged into this because of their very, uh, you know, sort of angry rhetoric, the balloon, the, the Cuba, et cetera, et cetera. Michael, are you, we, do we have you back? Yes. We had a, just a strange um, music <laughs> there. It's like aliens were trying to take over our show. I wanted to, I wanted <laughs> That's to, our worst nightmare is the Chinese are in bed with the aliens. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that, now that would be a nightmare. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about this Wall Street Journal piece that I saw online this morning. Um, how it's being portrayed by by Chinese officials, by the media in China and by, so, you know, experts that the U.S. has been really eager to meet. But actually, China has a lot more at stake in this. But they want to look reluctant because they've been pretty strong in in their rhetoric against America with the spying, with Taiwan and this and that. So they want to kind of message to the Chinese public. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, we don't really want to meet, but they're kind of dragging us into this. But when they really want it, because, you know, obviously relations are important with America, but also with other countries, they don't want to look like completely crazy and cut themselves off from other Western nations. Does that make sense to you? Uh, yes. And there is an overall theme I put forward in my book, The Hundred Year Marathon that China has known for 30 years, it depends really heavily on American investment, American technology, and America taking Chinese exports. Mm-hmm. So without all that, without all that, they couldn't have done the economic miracle they did. They used to be 10% of our GDP. It's almost nothing. Now they're pushing 80% of our GDP. And the trajectory they're on is that they will pass us over the next five years wow. in GDP, as well as other things. There's other indicators that Heritage Foundation is putting out kind of an index of where China is already surpassing us. So this is the road they're on. They can't stand an American boycott of investment. We're at at least two trillion we've invested in China. Hmm. You know, their stock we we allow a couple hundred of their companies to be on the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ. Hmm. And we give them a break. We don't give American companies. We say if you have an accounting problem, we will overlook it. Wow. I don't think a lot so, of people know that. No, they don't. <laughs> and they don't know the figure of more than $1 trillion in U.S. equity investment goes into China through these listed companies on, in, in, in the New York listening audience. So the Chinese very much want to head off legislation that's been talked about that would block this investment, put restrictions on it, 
anything that would hurt technology transfer. They've been just doing wonderfully for 30 years with stolen American technology. Uh, yeah. That's a widespread uh, nonpartisan finding. Mm-hmm. So if that, if the Biden administration or the Republicans in the House start to crack down, and there's been talk about this too, technology transfer, especially this company called Sequoia, you may have heard about. Yes. And it's breaking up into different segments. Yes, they were b- providing high-tech uh, money by the billions and technology itself to build up the China high-tech sector. You that know, may be blocked. That's interesting because Bill Gates, uh, I mean, he's, not, he's yep. no longer on the board of Microsoft. He's not running it anymore. But he met with President, Chinese President Xi Jinping on Friday. It's his That's first right. one. It's, it's, it's President Xi's first one-on-one meeting with a Western business figure in a very long time. In May, we saw the CEOs of Tesla, J.P. Morgan, Starbucks, all going to China to meet with officials there, Apple, Apple as well. Uh, so there's this other kind of diplomacy going on with these these big honchos. Yes, and they get enormous profits out of their China operation. They're not they're not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so what the Chinese have been doing, um, especially this ambassador who's the host for Anthony Blinken t- today. They and what's his name again? Uh, his last name is Chin, mm-hmm. Q-I-N. Mm-hmm. His first name is Gong, which means steel. Mm-hmm. Chin means the Chin, the Chin Dynasty that founded China. So he's the steel founder of China. And his view has been we've got to reduce, we've got to play up the businessmen and the profits and Wall Street. Yeah. And we've got to play down any kind of China threat. Yes, but they well, actually don't change things in the, in the real. They don't change things in the real world. They claim that they're no threat, and only what they call uh, Cold War mentality people. Uh, Lung John Sui is a Cold War mentality. This is really a nasty, vile thing to call an American. Mm. <laughs> but whether the Americans see through it or not is the is the issue of the century, I think, and that's why I wrote Hundred Year Marathon. I've exp- I explained in there how many American officials still believe that China is our friend. And if we just cooperate more over the long run, they'll become our best friend in the world. It's a very widely held view in Washington, D.C. Hmm. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. You know, one thing that has also been in the news a lot is the Wuhan lab. Uh, do you yes. have any insight on that beyond what we're seeing in the news about COVID? Coming well, out? what we're seeing in what we're seeing in the news is very important to understand. It's just leaks and rumors. The yeah. latest leak, which may or may not be true, is that the first three scientists who are working on gain of function in the Wuhan lab they came down with COVID. Mm-hmm. Now that's a, that was a worldwide news story. But it's all traced to two reporters who don't want to reveal their source. Hmm. And that's been the story of the last couple of years on the origins of COVID. It's a little tantalizing hint here, a little story there. I remember one about there were a lot of traffic jams around the lab in November. So this is supposed to show that, you know, the lab 
had already suffered COVID. Oh, in November of, of 2019? Yes. Yeah, interesting. And the Chinese have been busy blaming us. They repeatedly, from their foreign ministry platform, they say the Americans invented COVID at Fort Detrick, which is our biological warfare release uh, research laboratory. Uh, we invented it, and then we spread it in October when our soldiers came to participate in the kind of Olympic Games for military around the world. And they've got, in the so-called global south, they've got millions of people, maybe billions, believing that, that America created COVID. Wow. Well, while we look uh, weak because we can't seem to get to the bottom of did Dr. Fauci know that this might create COVID or not? I mean, we got a series of evidence, evidentiary problems that would make being county executive of Nassau County <laughs> would drive you, drive you crazy because at least you probably had people telling the truth to the county government. Yes. And I, you know, I was there during COVID <laughs> leading the county with, you know, we're right by New York City and it, we really yes. got hit hard with it. Um, although I was very lucky, my health commissioner was an infectious disease specialist. So that that came in pretty handy, I have to say. Uh, but this, but, but Michael Pillsbury of the Heritage uh, Foundation, this was Institute. This was really interesting about Wuhan. And do you think we'll ever get to the tr- to the bottom of it? Get to the truth of it? Well, I noticed Senator Rand Paul today is kind of proposal. He says we'll kind of forgive China for inventing COVID and covering up because we Americans were jointly involved in the whole thing by funding it for more than two million dollars. And of all people, Bill Gates funds, according to Senator Paul this morning, Bill Gates funds efforts to go into caves in southern China and bring these viruses out. Hmm. So his, his idea, it's, it's kind of weird, but it's, and this, it's also logical. If Bill Gates funded the bat cave research, if America NIH funded the uh, gain-of-function research, and how do we get off blaming only China? We're, we're at fault wow. as well. Wow, wow. And his, his host was, I think it was Maria Bartiromo. She was kind of stunned. <laughs> yeah. But it has a certain logic to it. Well, I think we need a, a whole troop of, of private investigators to look this, <laughs> to get to the bottom of well, this. We, we just don't know what happened. We just That's don't know. Line. You know, another thing that hasn't been in the news as much as I think it should be is the plight of the Uyghurs, who yes. are the Muslim minority uh, in the north of China, who are basically being held in labor camps. Why is it that this does not get more attention in the world? Part of the reason is the Islamic or the Arab countries don't condemn it. They're Why? in some sense in, they're in some sense in bed with China too. For because they need China for infrastructure dollars or trade, yes, trade and investment. Huh. So. And the U.S. government under President Trump and Biden continued it. Uh, Anthony Blinken was the first to continue it for Biden. Throw the word genocide around a great deal. And you would think if a country is committing genocide against the Uyghurs, one or two million in in a kind of concentration camp, you would think we would cut off trade and investment. In a minute. Technology sharing. Yes, in a minute. You'd think that our agreements to transfer scientific findings uh, by the National Science Foundation to China immediately. You think that would be cut off? But actually, there are no sanctions other than a very limited um, bill that the administration doesn't like, not to buy cotton that's made by forced labor by Uyghurs, wow, not the thanks. ones in the concentration camps. So even that, I mean, it it's so is that tame. proper response to genocide. 
No, I mean, as you say, one or two million human beings being held against their will, being indoctrinated. Uh, I, I just find it. I'm, and and what you say about you know these uh, these Muslim nations who aren't condemning it because they make a cynical calculation, I guess. Yes, number one, and number two, I think there's a sense of futility. Hmm. China is now so strong, the number two economy in the world. They want to challenge us now in other areas, more ships than our Navy has. Uh, There's a feeling in the world, I think, especially what they call the global south, that the Americans have lost. The Americans are not going to maintain their global primacy. And it's better to go with the winner, the Chinese, than to stick with the loser. This this attitude is shocking to many Americans yeah. who think that, who think we're number one and you know we have God on our side and the great economy and the free market, but that's not the view around the world. We're being seen increasingly as a loser, and the Chinese are spreading this line with impunity. Now that's one thing our ambassador brought up. He tweeted last month. Our ambassador to China tweeted that he asked the Chinese, you know, to be more truthful in their portrayal of America. Yeah. But I think he got nowhere. The the Chinese line continues to the world. The Americans are losing. They're on their way down. So don't provoke China because we're the new winner. That's a powerful argument. Yeah, it's a bully argument. Uh, Michael Pillsbury, I've got one more question for you before I let you go. If you <laughs> if you were a betting man, what would you say this Antony Blinken visit will result in? What will come out of it? You know, it's really impossible to know without what we call classified access to exactly what the deal is going to be. And if you have classified access to that kind of thing, it's a criminal penalty. You Mm. go to jail for revealing it. So you're kind of assuming that maybe I know something, number one, (laughs) and number two, that I might reveal it to you. Yeah, So not here. I'm going to have to mysteriously not answer your question. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. But you know what? I'd love to have you on again. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Michael Pillsbury of the Is it Pillsbury or Pillsbury? How do you pronounce it, Michael? Pils- Pillsbury. Pillsbury. <laughs> uh, senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation for China Strategy. Thank you for your insight. Really appreciate having Thanks, you Laura. on. All right. Take care. It's Cut to the Chase with Laura Curran. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 